At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Inside the Green Zone, presented by Bet MGM. Dave Ross here at Circa. Wes Reynolds is over at Mandalay Bay. And uh, Wes, we only have one final so far in Major League Baseball. The Marlins beat the Pirates three to one, but we do have a lot of other afternoon in progress action to catch up on. And maybe there might be something that wets your whistle if you want to dip your toe in there for some uh, in-game action here. But uh, anything that's caught your eye so far? Obviously, uh, coming from Chicago here, I've been keeping an eye on the White Sox. They look good today. Dylan Cease back on the mound, kind of righting the wrongs of yesterday as a big favorite against Detroit. Didn't get it done yesterday. Looking pretty good today. What's caught your eye so far from the early slate of Major League Baseball action? Dave, we've been waiting for the regression monster to get John Gant in St. Louis for weeks now and pretty much all season long. If you look at Gant's numbers, I always kind of evaluate the ERA versus the XFIP. John Gant at 1.6 on the ERA but 504 on the XFIP, and I think that's usually an indicator of how a pitcher is pitching. So that's almost three and a half runs of difference. And every year there's a couple of those pitchers that pitch way above their metrics, you know, in terms of the fact that they've got to get this guy. This guy's just not pitching that well, and they just keep somehow finagling luck and getting win after win after win. Doesn't look like it's coming today for John Gann as the Reds finally get him. Reds trying to get the sweep here in St. Louis. Now, 7 to nothing here, bottom of the fourth. Gant still in the game. Four innings pitch, but it's given up seven hits, seven earned runs, three walks, and just two strikeouts. And uh, 
really it's been just the Jesse Winker show. Jesse is a friend. You know he's always been a good friend of mine. <laughs> and five runs batted in today with two home runs for Jesse Winker. Got a two-run shot in the top of the first and also a three-run bomb in the top of the second. So Edward, Eugenio Suarez has added a two-run double here in the third. But now 7 nothing Reds trying to get the sweep on the road. They've had a couple guys out due to injury with Nick Senzel and with Joey Vodder. But Jonathan India, Jesse Winker has really stepped up. Castellanos 0-3 today, but he's had a very good season so far. So we are seeing uh, the John Gant regression monster come in. We're also seeing uh, Trevor Bauer now down 3-1 to one here in the bottom of the seventh against the Atlanta Braves, who everybody's kind of been waiting for that offense to shake up. They are currently two games under 500. Did get to Trevor Bauer a little bit today. 3-1 uh, to one here, bottom of the seventh, one out for the Bravos. Uh, yeah, and very quickly, Wes, just want to update what's going on in Game 1, uh, Game 7, rather, that Western Conference uh, matchup between Dallas and the Clippers. Looks like uh, we've got Tim Hardaway Jr. going out of the game, limping off. Uh, shot of three came down a little bit awkwardly on his ankle. Right now it's the Clippers 21-20. But obviously we, we talked about those player props there. Uh, you hope that he's going to be able to come back in there and, and uh, walk that off. But 21-20 right now, we'll update his status if we get anything there. Uh, so he's got two already so far today. He's got to get three and a half, uh, hit that four total uh, to get that over. But hopefully he will be healthy and able to go as the Clippers right now have a three-point lead with just about uh, under five minutes ago in that first quarter. Uh, very quickly, back to some baseball here. Break up the Orioles. 17 runs right now as they're clobbering Cleveland. 17-3, uh, to three. good news for White Sox fans as Cleveland looks like they're going to go down in a blaze of glory. And... Uh, and also, you know, I, I just look at some of these early lines. I, I see Milwaukee right now with the one nothing lead, and you mentioned the problems that St. Louis is having in the Central. Uh, it really feels like it, it opens things up here with the Redbirds having a terrible series against the Reds. It, we'll get into some of these uh, divisional odds here going forward, but are you worried a little bit about St. Louis after what you've seen this weekend? I don't know if I would say worried. I think this is going to be a very competitive division. The team that's really been better are the Chicago Cubs, who are trying to avoid this sweep out at San Francisco this weekend. But the Cubs, I think, have been the surprise because I thought maybe they were going to be a little shaky and there was going to be a 50-50 question as if, as if they were going to be sellers at the deadline. They've got a lot of free agents at the end of the year, so that might have been a, a trade spot to uh, get some value if these guys go ahead and walk away. But 32-26, and 26, every bit in the mix here in the NL Central. Brewers pitching has been outstanding, but when are they going to hit? And I think maybe they just need some health on that side. And then the Cincinnati Reds uh, trying to get one game back within 500. Definitely not out of it yet, but the bullpen has been bad for that team this year. Yeah, good news certainly. that It does look like it's going to be a very competitive division going forward. Right now the Clippers up on the Mavs 29-26. Uh, with three minutes to go in that first. Of course, you are locked inside the Green Zone, presented by BetMGM. Uh, Dave Ross here at Circuit. We've got Wes Reynolds over at Mandalay Bay, and right now we are pleased to be joined by Dwayne Colucci. Uh, he is the Rampart Race and Sports Bet Manager. And, Dwayne, when you saw the Belmont yesterday there in, I know, your home state of New York, uh, and you see essential quality get the job done, how did that do at your book yesterday? Was there a lot of money coming in on him? 
Well, yeah, definitely. He was the post-time favorite, guys. So we saw a lot of action. And you could tell always after the race because the people lining up the cash, uh, the line was close to our bar. So, <laughs> yeah, a lot of people a lot of people were backing essential quality. And uh, it was pretty much, guys, the four horses that we anticipated finishing in the front four uh, positions, only in different order the public perceived. But essential quality is a real nice horse. I mean, uh, you look at the fractions that were cut out in that race and just a real testament for you know all the horses to hang in there it's a mile and a half it was a beautifully run race and uh you know louis saez did a great job so uh tremendous and congratulations to all those people that cashed on essential quality and Dwayne, one more horse racing question as we end this season we'll get to saratoga back east here in july and same with del mar in california i haven't had a chance to ask you about this uh, as a horse player and as, as a very good horse player what do you make of bob baffert what do you think is going to happen here in california do you think california is going to follow suit with what we've seen with churchill with what we've seen with naira back in new york Obviously, we talked to Ron Flatter about this yesterday. Bob Baffert, essentially, right now is California horse racing. Mm -hmm. We know the fields have been small at Santa Anita and at Del Mar. They've been kind of dwindling, and he kind of keeps those fields alive with his barn. Do you think that the state of California or even the Stronics, who obviously own Santa Anita and also Golden Gate Fields in the northern part of the state, do you think that they're going to follow suit here with Bob Baffert? Obviously, Monmouth has said, you're welcome to come back and run the Haskell where you've won <laughs> it pretty much every year, it seems like, since the beginning of time. Do you think California is going to go differently and kind of zig versus the zag of Churchill and Naira? Yeah, Wes, great question. They're definitely going to zig. They would have already suspended him. So, you know, right. I watched him win a plethora of races over the last two weeks. And I think, you know, Delmar is definitely reliant on a big-name trainer. And you do have to ship and win bonus at Delmar. So you're going to see a lot of trainers from the Midwest, maybe even a couple from the East, ship their horses into Delmar. But, yeah, you know, Bob Baffert is an icon in Southern California. And, you know, it's just he produces so many fine two-year-olds and three-year-olds during the Del Mar and summer periods. And without the MYRA option, I would think that he's definitely going to load up at Del Mar. And I would anticipate that they're not going to pull the trigger and be as harsh. Uh, you know, it was a dermatology skin. That's the approach, uh, you know, medicine. That's the approach, West. that I believe California will take. Monmouth, you know, they love having him ship in. Like you said, he's won several Haskells. And, uh, yeah, I can't really see Southern California banning Bob Baffert with the lack of uh, entries and lack of trainers. There was a stat, Wes, that uh, about two years ago, I believe there were 8,800 trainers in North America that were training horses. Now we have about 4,900. So it's such a big difference, and a lot of people are not – uh, you know, absorbing the game and getting into it. So to take out the iconic figure of Bob Baffert, it's so difficult. And especially with a racetrack like Santa Anita that is struggling to get horses onto the track. So the MIRA is not relying on Bob Baffert. They're going to have huge fields for Saratoga. Same thing going on with Churchill. They're not even reliant on Vegas anymore. So, you know, definitely I think Bob Baffert will be training in Southern California during the summer. Talk about the race, the sportsbook manager over at Rampart, Dwayne. 
Colucci. You can follow him at New York Bookie Dwayne. And Dwayne, let's get into the NHL playoffs a little bit. Obviously, a huge game for tonight here in Las Vegas with the Golden Knights taking on Colorado. You've also got a battle of Canada going on with Winnipeg and Montreal. What type of action are you seeing so far uh, before those those pucks drop in those two games? Well, we're definitely seeing some good two-way action on the Montreal game and also some good, you know, slightly favorable Golden Knight action, but, you know, a lot of backers on the avalanche tonight. So this is a pivotal game in both series. Uh, first off, the Jets, if they don't win, they're pretty much done. So they're going to bring out and uh, pull out all the stops tonight. But is it good enough to get past Carey Price? Carey Price has been amazing. He's been definitely the difference in this series. You had Tyler Toffoli score in the last game. That was good to see him. He was one of the top ten goal scorers in the NHL this year, and he got a shorthanded goal, and the Jets just could not penetrate that stiff Montreal defense. And, uh, you know, Philip Deneau doing a great job shutting down the marquee forwards from the last series to this series. So a lot, a lot of pressure on the Jets. That's why we're seeing a lot of Jet money coming in now, you know, with the game getting close to uh, face-off. The Golden Knight game, I'm going to be there tonight, guys. I can't wait to get there. (laughs) The atmosphere was just incredible for Game 3, guys. I I mean, I've attended games, I've said it before, Madison Square Garden, Staples Center, all over the United States. And it was pretty loud in there the other night, guys. And, you know, the Avalanche are just such a difficult team to solve. It took everything the Golden Knights had in that last game. You know, I live in Las Vegas now. I might be disappointing a lot of fans, but uh, Colorado's going to be tough tonight. I think they're really going to be tough tonight. Dwayne, I'm with you on, on Colorado. Uh, and Dave, uh, if you don't know, Dwayne's two favorite NHL teams are back-to-back. This is a big hockey night for Dwayne Colucci because he's not only going to BGK tonight, love it, but he's also going to be looking at that phone, I think, on the way into the fortress on the drive-in to see how his Montreal Canadiens are doing, go. who are doing very well. 2 nothing right now in the series, Dwayne. Uh, did, did you really see this coming after the Leafs kind of let him back in? They left the door open, and Montreal, credit to them, you got to walk through it. And then they go ahead, and they have the energy in the first two games. I know Winnipeg is down Shifley, and they're also down Statsny due to injury in terms of the center position, but... Montreal has kept it going. I followed a lot of you guys in terms of a little Stanley Cup future on the Montreal Canadiens at just a little bit south of 30-1, to and I didn't think it had a chance, and it is very much alive here. But I can't disagree with the money here on Winnipeg. You have seen so far in the playoffs these teams that get down 2-0. They just have the urgency from the opening faceoff. Yeah, definitely, Wes. And, you know, it's funny you said that. I'm going to wear my Canadian jersey. Two T-Mobile tonight. <laughs> so I'll be easy to spot. Uh, you know, I'll tell you the truth. Yeah, Wes, I did anticipate Montreal carrying that momentum because Toronto was so good in the regular season. And when you overcome a 3-1 deficit against your arch rival, basically, yes. And Carey Price's play has improved. And like I said, Philip Deneau playing great, great defense. Then you add Cole Caulfield. Kotkaniemi, they each had five shots in the last game. So the kids are definitely getting pucks towards the net. Plus, like you said, you're missing two sentiment on the other side. Winnipeg, yeah, they were 6-3 and three against Montreal in the regular season. This is not the regular season. You're going back now also to the Bell Center. I anticipate there will even be more fans there tonight. 
it's going to be tough because Winnipeg has all that pressure, guys. All the pressure now is on Connor Hellebuck, and some of these guys really got to step up, I'll be honest with you. Because when you're missing Stasny and Shifley, it, it becomes difficult to get goals. I mean, those are two sentiment guys. You only put four lines out there, and usually the fourth line is – you know, not that effective. They're there to check and to play defense. So definitely Kyle Connor has to get off. Ellers, Blake Wheeler, these guys got to step up, and they've been non-existent in this series. So definitely tough going to the Bell Center. Uh, I'd probably lay off the game, Wes, but I really think Montreal has an excellent chance. And I remember the Habs in the old days, guys. They look to stick the knife in you in this game when they have the opportunity. And it's possible tonight. Yeah, I didn't know that Guy Lafleur and Kenny Dryden and uh, Steve Shutt were still playing for the Canadiens or Dwayne. I, I would have hopped in on Le Habitant before the uh, playoffs began as well. Uh, you mentioned the atmosphere that, you, that you, when you were there for Game 3 for the Golden Knights. What's it even like for the books? Because obviously you said the money's coming in on Colorado, but it's got to feel like with, with Vegas being open and the Golden Knights being back to full capacity, that's got to be playing well at your sports book. Are you, are you seeing a lot of the home fans waiting and then maybe getting the press price tonight, believing that their team's going to tie this thing up at two games apiece? Yeah, that's an excellent question. I'll be honest with you. You know what I'm seeing? I think the Sharps jumped on the avalanche, and with the Golden Knights, we just have an accumulation. The ticket right is much more on the Golden Knights, but there's a little more money on the avalanche. So that tells me that the Sharps jumped on Colorado, and basically the public is backing the Golden Knights. So I'm, I'm definitely predicting money-wise as a bookmaker at the Rampart and South Point, it's going to be pretty close to even, and that's how we like it. You know, uh, you don't want a severe decision in such a game of this magnitude, and we're getting great two-way action, sharp action on the Avalanche, public money on the Golden Knights. Uh, the crowd was off the hook. It's going to be so loud in there, guys. Uh, I'm looking forward to it at T-Mobile. And if Max Pacioretty and Mark Stone start to play their game, and you must avoid the penalty box mm -hmm. when you're playing against the Avalanche. The Avalanche's power play is so well-groomed and precise, you definitely have to stay out of the penalty box both goaltenders are superb. Grubauer was amazing the other night. Outside of that goal that was banked off of him, he did very little wrong. Marc-Andre Fleury has been carrying the night. This is just a heavyweight matchup. And I'll tell you the truth, I, I think a lot more people will be paying attention to this than Mayweather and Paul later in the evening. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly more handled because I don't know if a lot of books are offering this fight up because we don't know what the rules are yeah. between these two Correct. guys. So uh, how can you bet on it? But uh, Dwayne wanted to get your opinion on one more series that's turning into a heavyweight fight, and that's in the East here with the Islanders and the Bruins now two apiece in this series. It, watching all these games, it seems like the Bees have been the better team, but the Islanders do what they do what Barry Trotz does, and you've kind of seen it over his career down in Nashville, down in Wash in Washington, where they won the cup a couple years ago against our Golden Knights, and then now here on Long Island. They muck up the game. They play very good defense. They play a very physical style. And all of a sudden, they're right in this with the Bruins. Everybody was kind of thinking maybe the Bruins were going to have a walk here. It has proved to be anything but. Yeah, correct, and definitely you, you have to pay attention to the loss of the defensemen on the Bruins' side, and the Islanders definitely took advantage of that, guys. Uh, you look at it, it was an evenly matched game except for the score sheet. I mean, you look, face-offs were 30 apiece. 
That means 30 face-off wins for the Bruins, 30 face-off wins for the Islanders. After Marchand scored that great goal over Valamov's shoulder that night, you thought that probably the series had turned and the Bees were going to run away with it, like you said, Wes. But the Islanders have some amazing will. I'm starting to see Barzal play his best playoff hockey. John Gabriel Pajol, he lit the lamp. The acquisition from the Devils, Palmieri, Travis Sajak is putting in some minutes. The Islanders are a difficult team, and they are the best coach team in the NHL. Barry Trotz is a superior mind, and he's definitely gotten under the Bruins' skin now. But you have to take out the Nassau Coliseum favoritism. That's a huge venue for the Islanders, not in size, but just the crowd and the intimacy makes it so difficult on the opponent. You know Tuka Rask is going to be on top of his game in Game 5. So this is a difficult series right now to handicap. And hopefully, you know, the Bruins could get a little healthy because without those defensemen, it gives the Islanders a lot more shot opportunities because like I have touched upon earlier in this conversation, I think the shots were 32-30. to 30. So that was real close the other night as well, whereas the Bruins usually have a lopsided shot advantage. Bergeron is definitely going to be geared up for this game. Pasternak, you know those guys are fabulous when they put it all together. The Islanders have their work cut out for them, but they could definitely do it. Like I said, you know, when Barzal starts to really click, and he's been great the last two games, uh, it's going to be a great, great matchup in Game 5. Talking with Dwayne Colucci, the Rampart Race and Sports Bet direct, uh, Manager. And Dwayne, do you think the heart just got ripped out of Carolina with that wild second period yesterday? They were up 4-2, then they're down 5-4 before they go to the third period and then ultimately lose that game 6-4, to down three games to one. Is there any fight left in that dog, or do you think it's over? Well, I'm hoping that it's over because I definitely touted uh, Tampa Bay prior to the NHL playoffs. I was telling everybody, you know, if you could find double digits or more on them to win the Stanley Cup, Nikita Kucherov sat out the whole season. You're getting your second-best player back for the playoffs at full health. Steven Stamco sat out and extended a uh, period of time. He's also healthy, and they did massive damage yesterday. Four goals between them. Uh, it's six points. It was just amazing. And I think that Tampa is going to stick the knife in. Uh, you know, it was so disappointing for the Hurricanes to lose that game. If they went to Peter Morazic now. I always stress, I don't like, and Rob Brindamore is a fabulous coach, guys. But I hate when head coaches start to tinker with goaltending. Mm. You have to have a stable goaltender in the NHL playoffs. And you're seeing that. You're not going to see Vasilevsky get pulled because he gave up four goals in the second period. Montreal sticks with Carey Price, even in the first game against the Jets. And you saw what the Golden Knights did. They threw Leonard in after the big game against Minnesota and got destroyed. So I don't like the tinkering of goaltenders by Brindamore. Mrazic gave up six goals. He had only 26 saves. That was a 7.69 save percentage. That's just horrible. And you also saw a lot of damage done by the superstars of the Lightning. I think it's now under the Hurricane skin. Hurricanes, you know, it seems like they win every face-off, but they're up against it right now, and they can't really get the quality shots on Vasilevsky that they want. I like Tampa. Yeah, great point, and I brought that up with Wes yesterday. I was wondering if John Cooper would pull Vasilevsky. He did not, stuck with him, and ultimately gets that win 6-4. to four. Dwayne, really enjoyed the conversation. Enjoy the hockey game tonight. We'll catch up with you again soon. 
Thanks, guys. I appreciate coming on. I really appreciate it, and have a great night. Absolutely. You too. When we come back here on the Green Zone, John Ron can win it. So who's going to win the memorial? Les and I will break it down. When you come back with, with us right here on the Green Zone, VEASAN, it is the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside the Green Zone, Dave Ross coming at you from Circa. We've got Wes Reynolds over at Mandalay Bay. And Wes, uh, you and certainly Tim Murray, when I did the nightcap on Thursday and Friday, you guys have been great with your hospitality. And we had the UFC fight night last night. And because Tim has a family, 
I had a lot of pressure on a pick that I gave out last night with big boy <laughs> Rosenstrike, and he came through. The under was juiced to plus 185, and he got the stoppage there in the final seconds of the first round. Uh, and the big ticket, Walt Harris, did not cover and come through as a dog, even though he was don- dominating Marcin Tybura early on in that fight. Tybura does get the stoppage in the first round. What did you make of the fight night, and did you have any, any winners last night? I did. I did have Tybura. We mentioned we liked that yesterday. And uh, look, Rosenstrike has the tendency now, this is becoming a, a, I don't know if it's a coincidence or a pattern, but it's certainly something here with these buzzer beater knockouts. <laughs> yeah. uh, round one, 459, one second left on the clock, knocks out Augusto Sakai. And Rosenstrike, I think a, a very dangerous guy. Look, he, he can get knocked out too and not the best on the ground, but his power makes him a factor in this heavyweight division. And Absolutely uh, dispatched of Sakai here. And uh, you look at the big boy from Suriname. He's all of a sudden 12-2, and two, two losses. No shame in losing to Francis Ngannou, the best heavyweight in the sport. Also did lose to Cyril Ghani by unanimous decision. But look, this probably puts him back in the top five in the heavyweight division. Puts him in the mix with Lewis and, and all of these guys uh, for UFC heavyweights. And then Tybura, when we were talking about that fight yesterday, Dave, we just felt that he had more ways to win the Absolutely. fight. Walt Harris's only way to win the fight was was to really keep it standing from this standpoint. And look, we, we also talked about everything that Walt Harris has gone mm-hmm. through uh, out of the cage and out of training. You know, the heart and the, and the will is still there, but sometimes the mind is, isn't there. And you wonder if that's the case with Walt Harris right now, who's gone through uh, a lot of tragedy of late in the last couple of years in his life. And now at 37 years old, and he's now lost three in a row, was knocked out again last night by Marcin Tybura. And then going back to fights, a couple of fights before that, the knockout to Volkov, the knockout to Overeem. Mm-hmm. So when you get all those knockouts in a row, that's usually not a spot where you really want to buy a fighter here in the UFC. So I'm not sure really where Walt Harris is going to go from here. Record has dropped now to 13 and 10. You just wonder if, if the mind is going to meet the will here, if he wants to keep going forward, because he has suffered three pretty bad knockouts in his last three fights. Yeah, well said. And again, we said yesterday on the show, our hearts were with Walt Harris, but our tickets were with Marcin Tybura, closed at minus 185, and that was the right spot. Even though Walt had his moments early on in that fight with that left hand, like we discussed, had him hurt early, but Tybura weathered the storm and then ultimately got the takedown and got the stoppage. And Rosenstrike closed at minus 125 with that first-round knockout stoppage. Right now, uh, the Clippers are back on top, 47-42, uh, midway through this second period there, so through the second quarter. So it's looking pretty good right now for that overplay, uh, certainly getting a lot of points, and I know that makes our producer very happy. And very quickly, quickly an update, Kyle Morikawa is back on top at minus 12-under at the Memorial Jacks Place with uh, Patrick Cantlay at 11-under, Scotty Scheffler at 10. Your guy, Patty Reed, Wes, trying to make – a little rally for you. He's five back as he plays the 14th, but probably too far back, right, for you to cash that ticket? Yeah, more than likely. He's going to need some of these guys to leak some oil here late in the back nine. And by the way, you did mention Morikawa at that one-shot lead. Now minus 165 at BetMGM to go ahead and win for the second year in a row on this course, albeit his first memorial win, if he can close that out. Patrick Cantlay at plus 240, 12-5. Scotty Scheffler now at 11-2. 
Brandon Grace at 40 to 1, Patrick Reed at, at plus 15,000. So those are basically the only six players I am seeing being offered here at BetMGM as we're starting to get a little bit of distance on the leaderboard between these three leaders and uh, the guys chasing. Morikawa 12 under, Cantlay 11 under, Scheffler 10 under. Brandon Grace, eight under. Max Holman, Patrick Reed, seven under. Nice round by Jimmy Walker today, who shot a 65 to be at six under par. His major exemptions are about to expire. Of course, he's been battling Lyme disease, so nice to see him playing well again. Yeah, we're going to catch up with uh, Ben Falks a little bit later on to talk about the whole John Rahm situation again. $1.6 million is now up on the line. That looks like it would have been John Rahm's with a six-shot lead, but he was unable to continue due to testing positive for COVID-19. So if you had a ticket and you're wondering, what is my book doing about that? We're going to catch up with Ben. He'll give us the lay of the land there because it just, you, you have bad beats in sports. We all get that. That would be one of the worst beats if you had John Rahm and could not get anything to salvage that ticket. So we'll discuss that. But when we come back here on the Green Zone, we will look at some of these futures uh, for Major League Baseball and some of the divisional odds right now as we're kind of shaking up Major League Baseball. And you're getting a pretty good idea of who might be able to have it for the long haul when you come back with us right here in the Green Zone on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. NHL and NBA playoffs are here, and our experts are covering every angle to find you the best betting edges. VEASAN hockey expert Andy McNeil is tracking all the NHL action, and our senior NBA analyst Jonathan Von Tobel has all the hoops insights. Our experts and the entire VEASAN team give you all the tools to make the most of every bet in the playoffs, including odds and analysis for every game on VEASAN.com and our daily members-only best bet emails. Now is the time to cash in the playoffs. Sign up for your free 10-day trial at beeson.com slash subscribe. Dave Ross back with you here in the Green Zone. At Circa, we've got Wes uh, Reynolds over there at Mandalay Bay. And Wes, very quickly, just give you an update on the Clippers. They have a 51-46 lead right now on Dallas. About five minutes to go in that second quarter. So pretty good for our producer, Matt Navarrete, who's got the over. So that is ticking upward right now. Gentlemen, let's take a little uh, look here at the M- at the uh, Major League Baseball divisional odds. And Wes, when, when I look across the spectrum here, it's, it's very interesting to see the Rays right now in the AL East at plus 145. And why that really surprises me is it says maybe that Vegas is still not completely sold on them with the Yankees being at plus 160 and really not buying into the Red Sox at plus 375. What do you make of those odds? And if we do believe that the Red Sox are here for the long haul, any interest there? Yeah, I'm not surprised that the Rays right now are the favorite here in the AL East because we're kind of waiting a little bit to see if the Yankees are going to finally hit. They're 22nd in OPS this season, so that is abnormally low for a team like the Yankees, who usually hit a lot better, especially against left-handed pitching. But they just have not done so far, done that so far this season. I know they've had some guys in and out of the lineup. Stanton was in and out of the lineup earlier this season. They've had some guys dealing with injuries, so you're playing with some backups in that lineup. So you're you're never really concerned about your closer. Chapman is still one of the best in the league. Yankees have a very good bullpen, but 
Uh, look, right now without Stanton in the lineup, and some of these guys have been a little slow to get off the deck. The Brett Gardner has not hit very well this mm -hmm. year. Gio Urshela finally kind of turned it around. Gary Sanchez, look, has some power, but not a guy that's going to give you a big average. Right. He's only hitting 201 here this year. So I think that's why the Rays, I think, are the favorite and the fact that they did make the World Series last year. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, they, they would have to be. Toronto, I don't know how long they're going to stick around. By the way, they're down 6-3 to three in the bottom of the ninth to the Houston Astros today. Some of their pitching has kind of gone back a little bit to earth. We saw Ryu get hit around the other day. Steven Matz got to a, a good start this season. He's going to likely take the loss today as the Blue Jays are down in their last out. And plus the fact with the Blue Jays that they haven't been able to play at home in Toronto. They've either been in Dunedin, Florida, or they've been in Buffalo, New York. So they really have kind of been the vagabond team, even though they're still respectable four games over 500. We know the Orioles are our way down, even though they got that big win and really smashed the Indians, I believe. Uh, looking at the final, 18-5, uh, to 5, uh, Baltimore, by the way, the final over the Cleveland Indians that is now wrapped up at Camden Yards. But just looking at this, I see the cynicism in terms of the Red Sox, of if they're going to hang around, if this pitching can can hold up, and that's, I think, been really the surprise. You know that the Red Sox have the ability to score runs, mm -hmm. and and you've had bounce-back seasons, as I mentioned earlier, from Bogarts, from Rafael Devers, from J.D. Martinez. You have to score runs in Fenway Park, and they have certainly been doing that, but the pitching, I think, really has been the, the largest surprise uh, if you want to look at that team. I picked the Yankees. I know that was the easy pick mm -hmm. to pick them before the start of the year. Something tells me they still win the division. I do think you are getting two playoff teams, though, out of the AL East. Uh, very quickly, I just want you to know that Pat Reed, I'm watching your ticket there, just made a birdie on 14, so he's four back now. Maybe he can post a number for you, Wes, and scare some of those <laughs> leaders at the Memorial. Uh, you mentioned uh, the Indians getting blasted today by Baltimore. More of the White Sox right now lead Detroit 3 nothing. Dylan Cease with a great outing today in the bottom of the eighth. Uh, before the action today, the White Sox were at minus 400 to win the AL Central. The Indians really the only challenger there, plus 375. Unless Tony La Russa screws this up, is this thing over? Yeah, uh, you wonder. Uh, and look, the Indians, I think, were the team that everybody thought was going to be a drop. Uh, there may be the only chance to stand in the White Sox way because the Minnesota Twins Oof. have been absolutely wow. awful. I think they were the team that maybe they thought were going to challenge the Southsiders this year, and they have not done so. And look, the White Sox, we talked about it yesterday with Giolito getting another loss. The rest of the pitching staff has stood up. Lance Lynn has been tremendous, had a on-fire May and obviously off to a good start in June. Carlos Rodon obviously already has a no-hitter. And you do have this young talent that the White Sox have been compiling over the last two years that now are starting to produce at the plate with uh, Moncada, et cetera, et cetera, and still with uh, steady Eddie Jose Abreu. So, yeah, yeah, this is absolutely the White Sox division to lose. Uh, one... Uh, uh, quick uh, turnaround from baseball here. We did just get some breaking news. I do want to mention this. Shams Charania of Stadium just reported James Harden going to be out with that bad Ooh. hamstring for tomorrow's game, too. So 
that is just now breaking across social media. So Nets going to try to get it done without James Harden. They did get it done last night as he got hurt early in the game, but going to try to see if they can do it once again tomorrow night. Yeah, Wes, we'll get into that in the next hour because I think certainly the future odds there for the series now, and certainly Milwaukee, you're seeing them uh, not as they were four-point underdog yesterday. I believe it's around two right now. Maybe that's with that news of James Harden. I wonder if that line will even uh, get closer to even uh, for game two. So maybe some more Milwaukee money coming in. Uh, very quickly, uh, back to baseball. The Astros in the ALS right now at minus 125. The Athletics at even. Um, feels like a two-horse race there. So I want to go to the NL East very quickly, where it feels like it might be more wide open. I know the Mets right now are minus 275 uh, before they take on the Padres tonight. Braves have really been underperforming, as we've mentioned here on the show, and so have the Phillies, and the Nationals might be sellers before the deadline. It's too good to believe as a Metropolitan fan here, Wes, that they could be running away with this division, with the lineup, and you mentioned it, it looks like they don't score enough runs, but yet here they are, a solid minus 275 favorite. Is that fool's gold, or would you lay that price? Uh, I don't know if I'd lay that price from this standpoint. Now, the team I kind of liked in this division going into the season that I thought was a sleeper were the Philadelphia Phillies, and I did bet them over on their season wins, but looking like they're going to get to win the, the win today over the Nats here, 12-6 to six here in the eighth inning, but that'll still put them two games under 500. They've made a lot of moves, but they just, the pitching hasn't been there for this Philadelphia Phillies team outside of Aaron Nola. So, I, I, Mets are the rightful favorite. I definitely wouldn't lay the price, though. Yeah, and very quickly, the Brewers right now installed at plus 135, a small favorite over the Cardinals in the Central, and the Dodgers, minus 225, still out west. Not a lot of respect there for the Padres. Maybe those Padre backers will have something to say about that. We know that Ben Fox is going to have something to say about what happened at the Memorial yesterday with John Rahm. He can't win the $1.6 million. Where do those tickets go? People that had money on Rahm will discuss when you come back with us right here inside the Green Zone. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. 
if you dare. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fearlessly on your favorite sports with a risk-free first wager up to $600 at BetMGM. Just sign up using the bonus code VSIN600 and get in the game with the king of sportsbooks. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use the promo code VSIN600 to make your first bet risk-free up to $600. New customer offer paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia only. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. And 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. In Tennessee, call or text the red line at 800-889-9789. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Dave Ross here at Circa. We've got Wes Reynolds over at Mandalay Bay. And right now we've got Ben Falks, the VEASAN, VP of Digital Content. And uh, Ben, you know, Wes and I were doing the show yesterday and I have like a six-shot rule as you go into a final round Sunday. I exclude everybody else that's past six shots that really look like Morikawa and Cantley were the only guys that could catch John Rom at 18 under. And then you see the heartbreak when he walks off that green and gets notified he's test positive for COVID and he cannot participate in the final round. Before we get to what you do with those tickets, what did you make of that situation? Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me on, guys. It It's just so bizarre, right? And I think, you know, we're almost conditioned now, oddly, and over the course of this past year to kind of, you're expecting the unexpected, right? And <laughs> you're kind of like, well, there's nothing we haven't seen, you know, on a non-COVID basis. I don't know that anyone saw Tiger Woods winning another major, right? A couple of years ago, we've just kind of gotten used to seeing these events. Um, but I think probably there was the public like, hey, we're, we're kind of past this. We won't be seeing this affect um, some major sporting event. And certainly just seeing that scene and how crushed he was. And again, you know, we've seen golfers, like you said, the six shot rule. We've certainly seen golfers blow that. But considering he was, I think, a minus 1000, minus 1200 favorite around there. 
uh, heading onto the 18th green at some sports books. It seemed pretty likely that today he was going to win this thing. And it's just kind of, you know, a, a monumental disappointment, obviously, for him. But those are why they have the rules in place and, you know, just kind of go from there. And I guess one of the things that was so shocking about it, Ben, and you mentioned minus 1,200 after the end of 54 holes were not a certainty, but a likelihood <laughs> that he's going to hang on, considering he's the defending champion here uh, last year at the Memorial. But we're, it was kind of a little bit surprising because we're watching the news, and I don't want to get into like any type of vaccination debate, but the fact that you have a major pro athlete that apparently was not vaccinated. They have vaccination sites actually right when you enter into the tournament there at Muirfield Village this week in Dublin, Ohio, and he was not. So I believe uh, it came out that maybe he had his first vaccination shot, but the fact that he had to withdraw and then obviously not knowing what how it was going to affect the other players, and I know that was a reason why some of these books elected not to go ahead and pay these John Rom futures out because you didn't know if maybe Morikawa was going to have to withdraw or can't lay or if there was contact with one of the caddies in that final group yesterday so there are a lot of unknown uh, unknowns I guess as uh, Don Runfeld our former Secretary of Defense once said but <laughs> anyway you look at this and and I was reading your article Ben in terms of when you were updating it through the night of which books were going to pay out in terms of these futures and it seems like the ones that have the wide-ranging national uh, jurisdictions that are in multiple states it was kind of like okay when one announced it I don't even know who was first you can go ahead and answer that but once one did it it was kind of like everybody followed and it's like keep up with the Joneses but all the Vegas books that are just really independent shops here in Las Vegas elected to go ahead and follow the house rules yeah, so this is really fascinating, I think, on multiple levels. Um, I actually, to be honest, don't know which book was first to, you know, pay out. Um, I, I want to say that generally in the last year, uh, PointsBet probably was the first kind of with the, you know, whether you want to call it the bad beat insurance or payouts or however you're phrasing this. Um, but essentially a bet you didn't win that you really thought you should have won and now you're getting money back for that. Um, so again, I think like you said, it generally is kind of the Vegas books, which again, they have house rules. So this is built in, you know, when a, when a golfer goes, this is, this is essentially the same as he suffered a calf injury and he had to pull out, you mm -hmm. know, and it would be the same thing if it happened on Sunday and it was 12 holes in. It's just, you know, it's action as soon as he tees off. And I do think it's interesting that we're kind of going down this path of, you know, what exactly determines that you get a refund. And I think that's the other interesting thing in this case is they're not, these aren't refunds. They're being paid out as winners. Right, right. And a lot of these books, you're being paid out as matchups against Bryson DeChambeau, for example, with John Rahm as winners. John Rahm to finish in the top five, the top 10, the top 20. You know, there's a lot of money that's being paid out as a winner. And again, someone else is still going to win the tournament, right? Colin Morikawa, uh, Patrick Cantlay, they're also going to have to pay out those too. So a very expensive potential PR issue, but I think it's also a larger kind of existential betting question of, <laughs> you know, what exactly determines when you make that bet, uh, what is a bad beat, when you should get insurance and all of that stuff. 
For the record, I do believe that's a TV first that Donald Rumsfeld made the show. So that was pretty impressive. <laughs> uh, ben, when you look at this here, and you mentioned that they're going to probably be paying out multiple winners at some books, right, because somebody else is going to win this tournament. Will this be a one-off? Will they then, because we're still now apparently in this COVID world, where this could happen again, say at the U.S. Open in a couple of weeks, are they going to figure out a way to kind of safeguard this scenario from not repeating again? You know, I, I'd say, Dave, your guess is as good as mine at this point. Um, you know, I think, again, there's not really any precedent for this. And this is different, again, because, you know, these are being paid out as winners. And this isn't this isn't something where it's, you know, minus 110 for some team. You know, a lot of these some of these tickets are 10 to 1. Uh, more than that, I think William Hill had somebody who had $3,000 at 12 to 1. Uh, you know, so these are big tickets potentially that are being paid out. It's just a very interesting situation. And I, I think it it starts to raise to like at what point are you at what point you're assuming that risk, right? With the bet. We saw this in football season. The Ravens, I think they're playing the Steelers. You know, Lamar Jackson test positive for COVID. Obviously, he's out that game. They weren't refunding the bets that you made, assuming Lamar Jackson was starting as a quarterback. Mm. And obviously other members of the team then, you know, tested positive for COVID. That game completely changed. Obviously, the spread changing with it. But they're not refunding those earlier tickets based on the information um, or lack of information that you had about COVID. So it's just an odd precedent. I don't know that there's really any way necessarily to safeguard against it. Um, but it's just something all these books are kind of having to figure out. And it does seem like previously in, when it was kind of just Vegas and offshore, I think you'd see more offshore books, uh, again, pre-legalization in 2018. You see offshore books potentially pay this out. Vegas books say, hey, we have house rules. Sorry, it's action and not pay it out. It seems like we've shifted now with some of these, you know, more and more states, books in more states to more of the PR, hey, we're going to, you know, do for the better, a little more PR negotiations in terms of some of these situations. And but and I'm glad you brought that up, really, because we almost have a couple different sports betting industries within one industry right now, like the BetMGMs and the DraftKings. Yeah, even though they're here in Las Vegas, so they're competitors to Vegas books. They play kind of a different ball game than somebody like an independent book like a South Point or like a Circus Sports or like Superbook at the Westgate. And one of the things, and I don't begrudge BetMGM or DraftKings for going ahead and paying those out because obviously they are making a marketing decision and a PR decision. And as more states legalize this, they're the first to market. So obviously they want the business from the betters. But I also don't begrudge the guys here at Circa or Westgate for not paying those out because those are house rules. Because I do worry that this is kind of a dangerous precedent. As we get new betters into the market, so it's like, okay, I bet the Kansas City Chiefs and Pat Mahomes gets banged in the head and has a concussion out for the rest of the game. Are you going to refund my money? And it doesn't work that way. I mean, that you know, you're going to lose sometimes when you get an injury or something like that or an illness on a sports bet. So I worry about you don't want a bunch of new bettors coming in feeling like they're entitled to always get refunded or paid out. I don't disagree with paying those out, but I think you can even explain you're kind of dealing with two different industries here almost with a lot of these independent shops versus kind of these big guys in multiple states like DraftKings and BetMGM, et cetera. 100 percent, Wes. It's, it's a great point. And I think, uh, you know, 
As you guys know, gambling Twitter likes to go in a lot of different directions. <laughs> yes, uh, they do. <laughs> but I, I think this is an interesting one, certainly, to discuss with that. Because, yeah, you know, uh, certainly pre-legalization, I know that was always a frustration going to all these conferences across the country. Vegas oddsmakers were saying, why aren't people in the state legislatures consulting with us? We've been doing this for years and decades, and no one kind of wants to know how we're doing things. And again, we've kind of seen that with this, right? Vegas has a certain way, and kind of the rest of the country has a certain way. I totally agree as well with the, it's just, it's a slippery slope, right? And once you start giving these out potentially as refunds, or in this case, paying out as a full winner, you know, people are going to start expecting, almost hoping for a bad beat because, hey, I lost my bet, but it was a bad beat. So maybe there's a chance now I get refunded and I just think that's a that's a dangerous, slippery slope. You know, betting is difficult, betting is complicated, but there's assumed risk in it, right? And we've all suffered numerous bad beats. We all remember <laughs> them, remember them well. That's part of the game. And I think if you start paying people out, you know, and set that expectation, it can become a little dangerous. Yeah, it feels like that Pandora's box has been opened up just a little bit. Uh, ben, really appreciate yeah. the time and the information. We'll catch up again soon. Follow him on Twitter at BFOX22. Gentlemen, going to take a very short time out here. But when we come back inside the green zone, let's look ahead to the other Western Conference playoffs going on. And, yes, that Game Seven's at the half. We'll update that when you come back with us right here on the green zone. VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.